Welcome to the Deepers Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And this week we're going to be talking about VHS 94. Uh, I know there's a newer one out since then, but this is one of Casey's personal favorites, so I'm just happy to cover a found footage movie. I know we have in the past, but I'm a huge, huge found footage fan, so ready to jump right into it. And uh, this is definitely one of the, like, probably longest running, other than Paranormal Activity, like, found footage. And it's almost, it's kind of niche, because um, I feel like really only horror fans really know about it. Whereas, or really like, enjoy it. Yeah, whereas, like, Paranormal Activity, everyone knows Paranormal. Um, but yeah, I uh, I hadn't seen this in a while, and I haven't seen a lot of the others in a while either. Um, but I just remembered really liking this one. I haven't seen 99 yet, so we're going to have to watch that. You know, I watched it once, but I think I was really drunk because I don't remember it. That's fair. Um, but before we get to any of that, little business to take care of. Business. So, a few weeks ago, hopefully you all tuned in to our Guess the Score episode, uh, where Jess played a game that I made up and tortured her with. It was really hard. (laughs) It was very hard, and she did a really good job, and she won a prize. So, here is your prize. Can I now, open it? Yes. You will never run out of fucks to give because you got a whole jar of them. It says fucks to give on the top. Oh my god, I bet it's going to be so cute. It is pretty cute. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll post a picture on the Instagram. Uh, but yeah, you got to get that ASMR in there. Oh my god, I just want to throw them all. I know. I figured maybe you could paint them or throw them or... I don't I'm gonna even give, know. I'm going to give them out at work. Yeah. Be like, like, this is my last fuck today, so. I'm going to hurt some people's feelings really with cute these. And tiny. They are. I love, it. I love them. Yay. Thank you. Congratulations on your prize. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I have already been thinking of other games, so we'll play another <laughs> game episode soon. <laughs> I'm also, I'll get tortured again. Also working on a research episode, so we're going to get uh, academic in this bitch. Yeah. Because we went to college. I didn't do a whole lot, but... I didn't finish, but... <laughs> Anyways. I changed majors three times, dude. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get on to the movie No, So, yeah. um, I discovered VHS, the original one, from Katie, who, uh, previous episode, if you've been a long-time listener now, um, she was on our episode of Funny Games. She introduced me to VHS and I fell in love immediately from that very first short um who is she's somewhere on my walls she's over there uh the succubus from the very first short of the very first one I like you we didn't again plan that I don't want to edit that part I feel like it's cursed I like you anyway (laughs) that was really creepy we need to like just have like a video clip that's like I like you you, I like you. I that like may you. be our first TikTok video. Ooh. Anyway. That's a great idea. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I, like, I saw that and I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I loved the premise. It was basically, the first movie was, let's get a few horror directors together and each let them put together a really fucked up horror short. And then, you know, frame it with something. I love all these movies. The framing devices always suck. Horrible. Yeah. My thing is... Two of my favorite subgenres of horror are found footage and anthology. 
And when you put them together, you have a movie after my heart. Yeah. So I think my personal favorite of the series was the second one. Um, But I only say that because it has my favorite short in it. And that's the one where they're in like that school and it's like a mass suicide. And then like the fucking Baphomet comes out of fucking nowhere. And it's like, it's really scary. Wow, I haven't seen that in forever. I don't remember like any of that. Oh my. Oh my god, I gotta rewatch that one. Okay, so obviously I think about the first one. I think about the first one. I think about the succubus one. I think about the couple on the road trip. Yep, and the um, Zoltar. Yes. Uh, so those are kind of what I think of when I think of the first one. The second one, I feel like in the third one, I maybe have only seen once. I and wasn't so they the biggest kinda... fan of Viral. Oh, Viral was three, right? Yeah. Okay, so Katie and I rewatched Viral recently, and it was, it's not great. It, it's probably my least favorite. I would say it's probably mine, too. And then she and I also watched 94 together when it first came out, um, which was 2021 was when it was released. And um, I just, it, it was that first... That very first short that got me, and I was like, ooh, I really like Ratma. I'm kind of on board. And then the other rest of them were pretty good. And then that last one, of course, we'll talk about all these. That last one, I was like, I just really fucking, this is like my favorite one since the first one, I think. And then I haven't seen 99, so if you can vouch for it, I totally trust you. I don't remember. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) so um, we'll we'll get there yeah we'll get there so yeah um like i was saying the the whole premise of these movies is each short is directed by someone else written and directed by a different person and uh they're kind of all put together in some sort of framing device this one is framed with a drug raid um these cops are like running through trying to raid this place and it's obviously set in 1994 and then there's these TVs and screens everywhere, like old-ass TVs and VHS tapes just playing. And a lot of dead bodies. A lot of like dead bodies. People with staring no eyes. At te- well, like, their bodies are, like, facing these, like, TVs that are just static. And their eyes have been, like, plucked out. And they're sitting right next to them. Yes. It's everywhere. It's and creepy. so every once in a while, you'll go back to the framing device. And it'll, like, go to a, one of the screens that's playing. And that'll be the next short. So it'll go into that screen. Um, and that's kind of the premise of most of these, like, viral. One of the reasons I really didn't like that is because I hated the framing device. He's, like, riding around on a bike. And there's, like, videos that keep popping up on his phone. I don't know. Um, the first one is literally them trying to find some VHS tape, which is where the name comes from. Uh, I'm sure we'll cover other ones in yeah, future episodes. Because sure. I like a lot of them. Even v- viral has its moments. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like she said, I mean, found footage, anthology, Good effects, I mean, and they're all, like, original, creepy little shorts. So, uh, but today, of course, we're going to be talking about 94, um, and I will kind of go through the directors a little bit as we go through each short. Um, So, yeah, we'll start with the original framing device. Uh, It opens on, and everything has this amazing VHS filter on it where you can see the tracking lines and... The date. I love it. It's... Like, obviously, that makes it easier on special effects because you can't see them as well. Mm-hmm. But that also makes it scarier because you can't see it as well. It's very true. So, um, they are, it's these, like, three or four or five cops trying to raid this warehouse or something. Yeah. Um, the framing devices rarely make a whole lot of sense, especially on first watch. Um, but it's really creepy. We see this woman, she's, like, sitting in this chair and she's just counting down like 10, 9 in this like very robotic y kind of voice. Mm-hmm. Five, four, 
scary. <laughs> it was it was a little creepy. I was like, I don't like her counting. Like, we need to go. Yep, and uh, there's this one... Um, oh, and she, she keeps repeating this thing. All are welcome. All are watching. Um, something, something forever starts right now. And it's just very foreboding. Kind of just like... The end of the world is near. Oh, yeah. It was really creepy. The end is near. I love that. We are all gonna die. (laughs) You make the Lord very nervous. All right. I loved it that um, when they were, like, he was, like, going over the code name. So the cameraman that was with them, he was like, 29.9 means erase the fucking tape. Erase the fucking tape. I was like, "Mm." Um, you knew some shit was going to be in there. You Right. That's like. Such a cop thing to say. Oh my god, yeah. That's Erase literally... the tape, it never happened. Okay. I'm sure they say that a lot. That's why there's a code for it. Um, so, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, the, the set design of this uh, framing device is really cool. It's very backrooms, if you've ever seen the backrooms on totally. YouTube. It's just very haunted house. It literally kind of feels like you're walking through a commercial haunted house, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we get to our first video very quickly. It just zooms into this, like, old boxy television. And we are in... I I know they all have a name, so I should go ahead and say their official name as I do that. Um, so, that's what we're going to do. Um, this first one is called... Storm Drain. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I don't recognize really... Oh, she was the director of Watcher from 2022. Did you see that? It came out last year. Mm-mm. Um, It was just a very just run-of-the-mill thriller um, about this girl who moves to a different country. I saw it in theaters. My experience was kind of ruined by the other people in the theater. Whatever, it's fine. It was a decent movie. Um, Not groundbreaking, not insane, but I didn't hate it. Okay. Um, so apparently, uh, she directed that, that, uh, Chloe Akuno is who did that. Um, so this first one is called, um, Storm Drain, and I call it Ratman. And who is the writer for that one? So I think uh, she's is... writer-director. Oh, okay. Yes. So it must be a different short that I'm thinking of. Okay. We'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so, yes, she is writer-director, <laughs> and I love this one. You know, it's really creepy. Um, it's got a, it's got a storyline that I would believe. Like I like essentially, there's this reporter and cameraman. They're doing a story on some like urban the, legend, urban, a local legend, a local legend. She says like the this town's Loch Ness monster. Yes. I was like, okay, so this, this is your cryptid. This town's Bigfoot. This yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's this town's, um, even like, you know, if you live in a small town or have been around a small town, every small town has a haunted bridge or a haunted, you know, something or another. El Chupacabra. Yes. Mothman. So, um, yeah, they have this rat man and they see, we see these like little clips of like townspeople talking about the legend and they all feel so authentic. It really does. Because they all feel really awkward and like, because no one, like, people who get interviewed by the people on the news are typically a not very smart um and b well not always but like they get some crazy people on there um but you don't know how to act in front of the camera because you're not a camera personality so it's just normal people kind of 
sort of telling a story, but they don't really know what they're saying, and they're they're kind of awkward about it, and they just all feel really authentic. And uh, there's this really funny part where this she's like, "So, uh, where did you first see the Rat Man?" And this guy goes to point, and he, he points, points with, with his, his gun. giant fucking gun, and he's like, arr, arr, arr. and she's like, "Okay, we need to leave. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna need to go right now." But it's like, it's so, like you said, authentic to me because of the interviews and things like that. But also because, like, this reporter's, like, at first she's pissed off that her boss wants her to, like, get in further, like, into this, um, like, sewer system. Like a big storm drain. She He wants her to film, like, right inside. Yeah. And then, you know, she's like, fine. And then she starts to, like, have the idea of, oh, I could make this a bigger story. Right. And I was like, I feel like that would absolutely happen. That's some Gail Weather shit right there. Oh, absolutely. You get some cookie-cutter nothing story that's going to air in a 30-second segment, even though you filmed forever. It's, if you've ever seen Bruce Almighty, (laughs) I used to love that. I don't know why that just came to mind, but he gets the, like, like little shitty cookie stories, and then you find something, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be my big break. This is the story that's going to make me anchor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that's essentially... Like, what we get, um, this uh, segment is very much based in Ohio, and I think the Midwestern feel of it may be part of the contributing factor to why I love it. It's very Midwestern. Very Midwestern. Like, it is Ohio. It, they literally call out the Buckeyes later. And the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's It just feels very, like, homegrown. Um, so, yeah, so she goes in this drain, she starts filming, um, they see some creepy stuff, hear some creepy stuff. They realize there's a man living down there. And they see this guy. He's, like, all covered in dirt and gook and mud. And um, he starts, like, bleeding out of his mouth or, like, some black goop stuff. And he just keeps saying, rat man. And it's scary. And so they're like, we need to get out of here. But, of course, yeah, she does want to do this kind of story. She falls behind and then he gets attacked. And then when the camera comes back on... Uh, we don't know who's holding it anymore. Yeah. Uh, because we see the guy who was the camera guy, his name's Jeff, and it's really funny because at one <laughs> point, Holly goes, Jeff, fuck you, and I just wrote, same. <laughs> just kidding, I love you. Um, but yeah, uh, so they both end up getting captured. It's like, we're in this cavernous area in the sewer system, and... This guy who had been one of the interviewees earlier, and I just noticed on this second time around that it was him. He's the priest that's like, the sinners are going to pay for, and the righteousness is going to come. And so he's the guy that ends up in this, like, area, and he's like, you know, this is our, the the new god. Um, Ratma. Yes. So, um, oh, anyway, um, so yeah, he's, you know, he's talking very apocalyptic terms. He is talking about... Um, you know, he is, he is here to judge and we see this like thing coming out from like this tunnel. And this is my favorite part of this movie is this tiny little segment of Ratman. It's time to see if you're welcome in the new world. His design is fucking incredible. It is so over the fucking top, disgusting. It's so gross. Almost, it's almost parody of, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so 
fucking crazy that, like, of course they went there. I just think he is disgusting looking. He's got this, like, acid tar that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, and so the way you are judged is, so they put some of the tar stuff on Jeff's face and he melts. And a lot of face melting in this movie. I'm, I love it. I'm a big fan of face melting. Me too. This felt very, like... You know, the body horror of the 80s. Oh my god, yeah. I, I mean, I'm wearing Silver Shamrock right here. Uh, Halloween 3, when her, like, skin... Anything where the face is gone and you can see the skull underneath. I, I love. Am, 10 out of 10, I am so fucking on board. Me too. And, um, so we get a little bit of that later. So yeah, then they make Ratman, like, puke on Holly, who's our main character, and she doesn't melt. So I guess that's how you're judged. If you melt, you're bad. If you're good, you're ra- cool by Ratman. Um, which is cool by me, dog. Um, so I, I, I just think his design is so creepy. He's pink skin, but like hair. Ew. And like when he's coming out of the tunnel, like it, I don't know if you felt this way, but every time I watched it, like his face looks like a weird skeleton. And then when he gets out, you see that it's like a nose and like it, it changes, but it's horrifying. No matter what it looks like. Like, either of the forms that, like, I saw with my eyes in that moment were terrifying. It feels like one of those designs where, like, whoever came up with it, like, doodled something out. And they're like, this is what I want it to look like. But then the studio usually comes in and makes it, like, less. You know what I mean? They're like, no, that's a two over the top. But, no, they just went with the original sketch on this one. Nailed it. um, Another reason that I love this one is because then... Um, after he pukes all over her and we see she's not really melting, she's just crying and screaming, it cuts to a commercial break. And it's the veggie masher. (laughs) And, like, they have, like, a whole bell pepper in, like, the thing. And it just, like, it doesn't chop it. It just gets all, like, mashed. It's mashed. Yeah, it just turns it into mash. It's hilarious. It's really funny. So it's this, like, um... Just, like, parody commercial. And that was written by written and directed by its own director. Um, oh, my God. How did I just realize this? It was written and directed by Stephen Kostansky, who's, like, a huge horror director. He did The Void. He did Leprechaun Returns. He was a huge part of the It 2016. He did makeup effects for Crimson Peak. He's a huge special effects artist. And he, Holy so he did shit. the veggie, the veggie masher? He directed the veggie masher episode. That's hilarious. Oh my god, yeah, and he also did Psycho Goreman. He did the special oh, effects for Psycho Goreman. That's fucking awesome. Steven Kostansky is a fucking legend in his own right. I cannot believe I just realized he did the veggie manager. That's amazing. So, that's why we research, that's why I try to research these things, because then I find out amazing things like that. <laughs> so then we uh, cut back, and Holly looks beautiful. She's got her new hair. She's the anchor, co-anchor of the uh, the news thing that we saw open, and he's like, you know, we're so glad we have Holly back. She was her harrowing story where she was pulled from the drain. Jeff's still missing. In, like, the black tar. And... <laughs> he's like, Jeff is still missing. And uh, she's like, yeah, thank you so much. And she keeps, she starts talking, and she's like, and then we're going to have a Ratma dance and, and something, something Ratma. And he, she just keeps replacing random words with Ratma. And he keep, he just looks over at her and she just... Well, she started bleeding a little bit out the mouth. And then he's like, I think we need to take a break. And then she fucking... 
vomits all over his face and his face peels from his skull and it's my favorite thing. It's so bright because it's a studio lighting in this newsroom. It's so good. It's... It reminds me of Scanners. Oh, it really got like me. Like the head scene. Just because yes. like that's like kind of a similar like Agreed. setting, yeah. you know? It's... Uh, when I first saw that, I was like, oh man, I am so on board for this movie. I really did like that scene. And then uh, after that, she's like, and next week our, uh, you know, something, something Indiana Hoosiers are going to face off against blah, blah, blah. Good luck to our Buckeyes. Hail Hail Ratma. Ratma. (laughs) And yes, I am into it. Okay. I did like Ratma. That one was, it was, it was ridiculous in the best way. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, so we get a little more in between of nothing. They're literally, the framing device is these cops yelling for each other. Saying, where's Gary? Where's this guy? I don't know. We need to get out of here. We need to call back up. And the, they're like, there are two female cops and they kept protesting. They're like, no, we'll be okay. Like, let's just try to, like, finish the job. Assess the rest of the situation. So it's like a really pointless little transition scene. But I did think it was kind of creepy because they were, like, there were, like, these church pews. And there were a bunch of, like, mannequins. And they had, like, the eyeballs next to them. And I thought that was creepy. Mannequins are creepy. Especially with real human eyeballs next to them. What's that, the Uncanny Valley or whatever? Oh, that 100%. I have a mannequin at work that's, like, my friend. I put bloody tears on her. I I put lipstick on her. I have. No, I like her. Yeah, she's great, great, but she's the only one. We, she's like, she and I have come to an understanding. We're good. The rest of them can fuck off. Yeah, I, um, I wanted to make a joke, but in today's political climate, I will not. But I'm just saying, if anything bad were to happen and mannequins come back to life, I know she's got my back. Back to life? Mannequins were alive once? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know the history of mannequins. <laughs> That's some research we should do. Let's move on, because they're really scary. The next one I call Funeral Home, but actually... It's called The Empty Wake, which is a way better name. Oh, yeah. I called it Funeral Home Scene. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's called The Empty Wake, and it was written and directed by Simon Barrett. Again, another unbelievably acclaimed uh, horror writer who not only wrote uh, segments for this, the original, and VHS 2, he also uh, wrote the 2016 Blair Witch. I love the 2016 Blair Witch. 2014 The Guest. And... Previous episode, 2011's You're Next. Yeah, and this you man's know how amazing. Much I love that and movie. Simon Barrett was one of the uh, bad guys in You're Next. He was the writer director. Yeah. And he was like Lamb Mask or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he wrote and directed this. I love him. That's amazing. And this is like a decent segment, but also like. I like it, but it wasn't groundbreaking if that makes sense but there were some really fucking creepy parts to it i thought so, it was pretty creepy yeah um if you i would start it yeah yeah i'm it's essentially there's this uh funeral home and there's this young woman who is going to be staying overnight because the wake that they're having starts at 9 p.m and so the funeral director was just like okay so um thank you yeah so yeah, go uh, from there? yeah. So uh, the funeral director like left her in charge, and they the, whoever is throwing this wake for this man 
Uh, Andrew Jackson, I think. Um, Sounds like a president. It uh, it absolutely does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he, whoever is throwing this wake for him wants it to be recorded. And so we've got like three different camera angles. Um, and her instructions are sit there, change out the videotapes, greet people when they come in, give them their little pamphlet things, let people grieve. Okay, sounds easy enough. Um, so then, but then she's in alone, uh, there is a raging storm outside and no one shows up. So she's just alone with a dead body and a camera. And before the guys left, one of them was like, <clears throat> the coffin is crooked. Yeah. It like, wasn't like that earlier. It was the coroner who said it. Oh yeah. Um, and he, she like looks a little freaked out. He's like, honey, it's fine. I stitched the guy back together as best I could. Like, the guy is dead. He was in pieces. His face. It's like, he's like, I did my best with the bottom half, but his face. The top half is just, eh, whatever. (laughs) So, uh, she's getting a little freaked out, and she eventually, at one point she calls her friend on this super chunky 1990s phone. Like, it's the phone I used for my Casey Becker costume. Um, she uses the phone to call her friend and say, hey, can you look through the obituaries? Uh, I just want to know, like, what happened to this guy, uh, you know, that the wake is for. Um, one guy, uh, the lights keep fucking flickering. <coughs> it's so scary. It was. Um, one guy eventually shows up. Super weird interaction. And he, yeah, he, like, starts speaking in a different language. And, like... Like, like blessing the, like, uh, casket. And she, like, gets the chairs back in order because she was just kind of chilling. She just assumed nobody was showing up to this fucking guy's funeral. Yeah. And he goes to leave and she's like, are you sure you don't want to stay? Can I get you anything? He says, no, I've I've paid my respects in full. And he just dips, which is so fucking weird. It is. Um, And she kept trying to, like call her boss when like the little things would happen and she's freaking out and like literally like the coroner was like if you call him again he's going to fire you yes and so she like feels like she can't take anything like seriously and she's like i need you're right it's he's dead i just need to chill but i wouldn't be fucking chill i'd be out of there yes um but why can't she be out of there casey because the chain, the doors are chained. Who did that? Motherfucking chainsaw. I assume the guy. I assume the guy too. Yeah, I assume that guy. I, I wonder if what he was saying was like an incantation of some kind. Maybe. But anyway, so like, uh, the light. It's really funny because the lights keep going off, and she's on the phone with her friend, and all the power goes out. So of course the phone goes out because 1994. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Uh, one of the really awesome things about the modern day so anyway uh yeah she every time she leaves and comes back the casket's like a little bit askew or something and this time she goes to leave the doors are completely like chains all the way around it she comes back and the casket is on the floor and open it's open and there is nothing in there and she like she's got the camera because the only light she has is the fl- oh, the like, flashlight on the yeah, camera the light on the camera and so she's kind of using that to light her way which I think is a really clever device for um a found footage because in a found footage you're usually wondering well why are they still recording yeah well she needs the light <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, that's a good point yeah so which is like, it blew out those fucking candles yeah that uh, was so stupid she a whole scene of her going to the closet 
grabs the candles, comes back, lights them, power goes on, she blows them out. Bitch, you know that's probably going to happen again. Just leave them lit. Um, I mean, it's not going to be that much light, but she would have had something. Exactly. Um, but what do I know? Yeah, so she's, like, looking around with her little camera, and she sees the guy, like, facing toward the wall, just standing there, and she's like... Uh, she's like um you've been in an accident like you're fine it's okay let's get you some help there's been a mistake and he like turns around and his whole half of his head is like missing there's some kind of a mistake at the morgue it's so and he's just like falling apart his like hand falls off and his guts are falling out and he can't see her so she's like turning the light on and off and he can't see her but he can hear her and she's like figuring that out and and then she like saw his hand and that's when she screamed and he's like fucking sprinted at her yes and then a big tornado the tornado blows through the fucking windows like what the fuck it was so much happening so much happening and then um Anyway, yeah, so then she, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, the thing blows through, it cuts, and then it, like, cuts to a camera angle of her, like, um, like, stumbling out in the wreckage, and we forgot to say earlier, so here's my theory, so earlier when she was on the phone with her friend, her friend was like, yeah, I went to look through the obituaries, but I didn't even need to, because the guy you asked about was on the front page, he was the guy from, like, last week that was on top of that church for, like, three hours and then jumped off and killed himself. And I wonder if Andrew had seen the same thing, like, a dead body or, you know, one of the, like, living dead, went crazy, killed himself, the cult or whatever that's controlling the zombified people, then went to zombify Andrew Jackson's body, and so now our main character is going to go kill herself. I probably read way too far into that. You know, I didn't get any of that, but I like your theory. I was just like, I'm pretty sure she killed herself in the end. Yeah, she definitely did. Um, I mean, each But no, little, I love that. I love that theory, though. Yeah, I mean, each little segment, like, even though it's just a fun little horror segment, like, they can all, like, very much be read into. This has, you know, what is death? When is death? When does... You know, just all of that. The first one is very, you know, what is happening right below our feet? What do cults, you know, what are the real implications of actual real life cults today? Things like that. Just, I mean, they all have their underlying themes, um, but they're also fun on the surface, too, without having to deep dive. You don't want to. I really, I enjoyed this little, I enjoyed this little moment. I'm a big fan of traditional kind of ghost stories and things that just are eerie and don't need a whole lot of very simple it was, you know it was simple one girl and then a casket yeah and I really I don't know I just really enjoyed the simplicity of it because it did like remind me of like the older ghost stories that I like used to love as a kid or like yes. something I'd read in scary stories to tell in the dark that's exact it feels so like for one me of it's like stories. a little like nostalgic kind of feeling when I watch it you know or I'm like, like I feel like a kid. One of those like, stories that, like, an older friend or older sibling tells you, and you, like, they tell you as if, like, oh, yeah, you know, our friend, blah, 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 her grandma 
used to work at this funeral home. And this happened. And you hear these ghost stories. I also, um, I don't know why I just thought of this, but I've had an idea whenever we have guests on to do like, to like have, like do a little segment of them telling their favorite like real ghost story that they always knew and then put them together as one long episode. So just have like a bunch of our friends, <laughs> like even if you were at the bar or something or, you know, at work, um, the audio wouldn't be great, but I don't give a shit. Um, like record on your phone, like this them telling their favorite ghost story and I'll put some spooky mu- music to it. I love that. That would be a fun extra. That would be. Yes. Because, um, like, my mom has a bunch. I know Zach has some. I, mean, I do, too. Exactly. Yeah, I know plenty of people. I'm sure. Yeah. I think Caitlin has some, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And just have, you know, just everybody do their own little, you know, well, my mom told me, and then you go with your little ghost story. Or it could even be, like, things that have happened to them, too. We don't yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, that, too. Like, oh, when I was, you know, so-and-so, one time I saw this, and love that. Anyway, so if any of our listeners or friends wants to record themselves and send any in, that'd be awesome. We'll put it in. Yes, oh, absolutely we will. Um, anyway, so uh these little in-between parts don't really matter. The frame like wrap around doesn't really matter until the end. Um, so we'll just move on to the next short um which I called science experiment. What did you call it? Crazy doctor. Okay, well, it's called The Subject. I like Crazy Doctor. That's my, Thank you, because he was. Yes. Um, so, Crazy Doctor was written by Timo... I am so sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Jahanto? I don't know. So, um, you have a great name, though. Uh, he did some directing for this, the second one. Um, I'm not really seeing... He did some uh, segments for, oh, he did segment L for the ABCs of Death. What did he, what did he direct in the second one, does it say? Safe Haven. That's my favorite one. In the really? Sec- yeah. I love that yeah. one. He directed this one, and it's my least favorite of this movie. It's my least favorite, too, Which sadly. Sucks. I know a lot of people who really love this clip. And I get it. I do. I just, it was way too long. It needed to be edited down to, like, half the length. Yes, that is a big thing. It is very long. Um, and it goes too much. Like, it does too much. Like, it jumps around a lot. Like, it starts with the doctor, and then it goes to the girl, and then it goes to the guy, and then it goes back to the girl. It starts with a random dude with his head attached to a fucking robot spider. That's it. Um, it looked like that uh, Sid's toy from In Toy fucking Story. Toy Story. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> So, <laughs> that might be this week's uh, little clip of us just... <laughs> <laughs> and we need to, like, do the... What did we whisper earlier? <laughs> I like you. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I did the thing. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I just... They definitely could have edited it down a lot. Um... <sighs> It was a lot. It's, but the one thing I will say about this is if this was a video game, because it's very video game style, that's what it's meant to emulate. Yeah, very, like, first person. That's what it's meant to emulate, Um, which is fine, because if this was a video game, I would play this game so fucking hard. I would absolutely play this game. Looks so fun, but I'm not playing this game, I'm watching it, which makes it not as fun. I also love watching people play video games, and this, it didn't feel like that to me. Yeah. Um... I didn't feel very video gamey really until like 
the um like the task or like the task force that was assigned to bringing this guy down because all these people had gone missing. Really? Once big guy gets up. Yeah, yeah. Big guy Megasword. Yep. So it wasn't until like way later in this already too long clip that I realized that that's what it was going for. And I've seen it a couple times and I still feel that way. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that bothered me is it was, I feel like it was supposed to feel like that the entire time, but I didn't get that. And it it's juggling this Squad team action video game with this Fucked missing up, girl brutal. Cronenberg-esque body horror oh, turning yeah. into a machine, and they just don't collide very well. It feels like it could be fleshed out into a movie. It really does, or a full-fledged game, and I think it would make an incredible gameplay. Like mm-hmm. you, like the gameplay is you wake up, you're a missing girl, you wake up, you're half robot, and you have to Escape. escape the facility. I think that would be an incredible game. A 15 minute short that was supposed to be 8 minutes is a little it's slow. It's, you know. Was it, it only 15 minutes? I don't it might be a lot longer. Who oh, knows? I think it's I think it's a lot longer. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. I'm probably being dramatic, but oh my god. Yeah, I have no idea how long it is. Anyway, um it need yeah, again it needed to be about half the length, but we start with this crazy dirty doctor Doing these crazy, dirty experiments. And he's wondering why they don't work. Well, because your fucking lab is filthy. Oh my god, yeah. I was like, why is he so fucking filthy? Yes. Um, so he is building these experiments. He's obviously um, taking humans and adding um, like camera parts, robot parts, making human android robot hybrid things um because he's a mad scientist he is the god of his world he literally when um the uh they label her as sa or her initials is the missing girl so that's what it labels her when she wakes up he literally goes my child like he is the god of his universe like a hundred percent this man is fucking mad balls crazy yeah and it was it was crazy too because he had that um that the news playing and that's when she like saw herself on the news and he's like wow like you recognize your old life i gotta fucking put a stop to that that was another very um like religious uh kind of i don't know religious sounding um turn of phrase because he goes oh you remember your old life you need to be truly reborn and he like I guess tries to wipe her memory and then she attacks. Uh, and then the SWAT team shows up. Um, what we forgot to mention earlier is there was another guy in the room with her. Maybe we did mention it, but he, <laughs> yes. Um, he's kind of chained up while she's getting her like skull fucking sawed open. I thought that scene was kind of cool. Ugh, yeah. But yeah, so he's still there. We don't really know if he's alive yet, but he has a fucking uh, sword for an arm. The biggest sword. It's like very like fucking Silent Hill. I was just about to say Pyramid Head. Yes, it looks just like his sword because it's like got like a long flat end. Ooh. Also, he's sexy. Uh, monst- as a robot? Monster fucker extraordinary. Oh, wait. Here. As no, a I robot? Pyramid Head. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant the robot guy in this movie. No, I was like, no, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Pyramid no, that's fine. This, I, yeah, young. I totally ship him and uh, Bandaged Nurse Girl. I don't know what either of their names are, but... Yeah, that'd be pretty hot. Uh, 
So, uh, once they get in, uh, the SWAT team comes in, they attack the guy. It's a pretty decent action sequence, um, because once the guy, like, once they kill the guy, Mega Sword guy gets up and starts attacking, (laughs) and he is, like, got these, like, frog-style eye robot things that, like, come up. Like, he looks like a fucking robot from Futurama. He's styled like a Futurama-style robot. 100%. It's, it's yeah, that kind of took me out of it. And, like, I get that, like, obviously... Because it was the, camp. And obviously the effects look really shitty because they look video game. And I get that that's supposed to be it. But, again, like we said, it's not that the whole time. Or at least it wasn't evident to us that that's what it was supposed to be. And we've both watched this several times now. So it just, it feels like they're trying to tell two different stories and they keep kind of bouncing back and forth. Because then we're with the SWAT team for a while and then the girl wakes up and she walks around and then she sees her reflection. She punches through the reflection. She finds the top half of her head in a jar. That was the scariest fucking thing. That was so creepy. Can you imagine, like, you're walking around, you don't really know what's going on, you lift up a blanket, and there's a jar, and it's the top half of your head. Yours. Scary. That's really scary. So, yeah, then she sees her reflection, like, the top half is, like, a camera, basically, like, mounted to the top of her head, and she's got, like, half of her arm is cut off the right side, and it's got, like, this big metal thing on the end of it. Of it. Uh, but she gets to Ash Williams out with that shit later, and that is so badass. Yeah. Uh. But there's, like, she, after she's doing this kind of walking around exploring what's going on, she sees this girl on this fucking gurney, and she is just in really fucking bad shape. She's, like... The midsection is, like... Splayed open. And just fucking covered... I mean, covered, sternum down Yeah, to, wires. Yeah. And that girl, like, pulls her, essentially pulls her plug. Yeah, literally pulls the plug out of her neck. And she died. Like, I was like, yes, please put that poor girl out of her misery. Yes. Because that's, like, a thing that the police said when they saw our main girl is that, like, I'm not bringing that back to her parents. Yes. I'm not bringing that thing back to her parents. Yeah, and I was like, now the SWAT team's also trying to kill her and Sword Guy because um, they don't want them to get out, obviously. And because, yeah, one of the SWAT team's like, no, I don't want to kill her. She's innocent. She's that missing girl. And they're like, I'm killing this fucking abomination of a thing. It's a monster. Look at it. And he's like, it's not your call to make. And yeah. he's like, well, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make that call. I'm going to make that call. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she, after she does that, she finds the gun. It, like, clicks perfectly into her arm. It's very Ash Williams, especially. I almost wore my Army of Darkness shirt. In Army of Darkness, when he's down there and they throw down his chainsaw and he, like, like, like superhero jumps up and it just, like, clicks in. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love those movies. So good. Groovy. If, okay, we're going to Horror Hound next month, and if we can find a time that Bruce Campbell's line isn't atrocious, I might try to meet him. Oh, yeah. But his line is always hours long. You know, if Sunday you want to camp out... I'll go walk around. I'll bring I'll bring you snacks. I'll we'll stand in line so you can go pee by Sunday. <laughs> we I, could. I mean, we're there. We got weekend passes, baby. We could do it Friday. We could do it Saturday. We could do it Sunday. What bitch? What bitch? I'm That's so excited. If any of you fuckers see us there, you better shout us. Shout Be at like, me. Hey, hey, motherfucker! Hey. 
Guys, you guys, you're the Deepers Creepers guys. What's your name? Tony! <laughs> Fuck you, Tony! Just come up and say, stay spooky. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I want to make shirts that look I know, say, I know. Spooky. Me too. Bye. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she uh, is fighting these guys. This is when I wrote, I really want to play this game. Because, yeah, she's like using people to shield people. She's cutting people's heads off. It's so fucking cool. It's uh, definitely the best part of this little sequence. And she eventually, she's murdering a bunch of them. She gets to the guy that was going to help her. Um, he kills his boss, and in the corner of, because we've been in first person view of her camera, and in the corner of her camera, it says live, because it's a live feed, and the only time it doesn't say that in the corner is when she's dead, because she's no longer alive. I really didn't think about that. My mind really has blown. Exactly. (laughs) I thought that was pretty clever. She was, see, live, and then it doesn't say live anymore, because she's dead. It should have said dead. That would have been really funny. But really, her camera just goes out, because she's dead. (laughs) Yeah, her and the (laughs) robot guy basically kill each other. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty cool showdown, but they do murder the fuck out of each other. Well, she she, like, saved that guy, or that guy saved her. Yeah, and and then then robot boy came and stabbed him and yeah, yeah it was pretty brutal and but sad at least, at least he died too that was another he is a very um back rooms uh monster that guy is like the way he like runs after and chases if you've seen the if anyone's seen the back rooms that very first video when the guy like no clips into the back rooms and is like running from that like monster that kind of looks like it's got a camera for a head and it looks like this monster. Yeah, that's a good point. I like it. I did too. He was creepy. He was creepy. But again, overall, a lot of things could be edited. Please turn that into a video game. <laughs> Somebody. Ooh, I can't wait for the Killer Clowns video game to come out. Oh my gosh, I know. Yes. Ooh. Anyway. So. Go back to the uh, damn boring fucking yeah cop scenes. Just more of them running around doing nothing. Yeah, the only thing that even really happens here is like, I think Slater gets like mesmerized by one of the TVs. He's one of the dudes. He's not. He looks like all the other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that just moves on to the next one. Yes. <laughs> Which, um... What did you call it? I called it Sacrifice. Uh, I called it the First Patriots Movement. Holy shit. That's what they yeah, said. Yeah, I know. That's funny. <laughs> um, I believe it is the one called uh, Holy Hell. And Jennifer Reeder, this is Yes. Uh, written and directed by Jennifer Reeder. So, I have a fun story about Jennifer Reeder. Um, and I'm going to tell you whether you want me to or not. So we do want her to. Um, but Ben showed me this video performance art piece called White Trash Girl. And it was about this woman who was in it was it was camp, so just know that. But it was this woman We love camp. <laughs> me too. Um, you said we, but also me. <laughs> she especially. I'm I'm struggling getting through this story. It's gonna be worth it. Um so, yeah, it's about this woman in the beginning who's, like, in an abusive relationship. 
she finds out she's pregnant. She's like essentially births the unborn baby into the like trap or into the toilet and flushes it. This little baby goes down the toilet. It goes into the sewers and it becomes like a fucking teenage mutant ninja turtle ass situation. Like ninja baby, teenage mutant ninja baby. So she became a superhero and her name is White Trash Girl. And I loved it so much. She reminded me of Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh, she was fucking awesome. And the fact that my professor said that this made him think of me. Um, yeah, so one day my friends and I were chatting and we were like, well, what would White Trash Girl do? And I was like, that's a tattoo. That's a tattoo. So I have on my hands, if anyone ever asks, this means what would White Trash Girl do? So Jennifer Reader years ago affected me in a deep way. And now uh, we get to talk about our little segment. Which is so cool because... I saw her name and freaked. This is my other favorite of this film. Um, I find it hysterically funny. It's very um, white trash girl. So I, I totally didn't even... It's so... On face value, if you're not thinking about it, and if you're... If you really are, like, blindly watching it, it looks one way and if you're actually paying attention it's making fun of that instead absolutely and i find it just hysterically camp i think it's so fucking funny and then on top of that there's a vampire (laughs) so we're gonna talk about uh holy hell which i think is a great name i do too hers is my favorite name now Um, (laughs) our names have been my favorite so far but she did a good job yeah so uh, it starts off. We get these real country boys, in rednecks, this barn. rednecks in this barn. Guns. Uh, they go up to this guy that they have all chained up. He's crying and pleading with them, like, "Please, please, no, no, no!" And they just fucking blow his brains out. Yep. And when you're watching this, you're like, "What the fuck?" It just starts like that. Yeah. <laughs> like we are. You're thrown into it, and you're immediately. I mean, especially if you listen to us, if you know us. You kind of know where we stand on a lot of things when it comes to that. And it is very jarring and very unsettling to be immediately thrown into that. And you're like, oh, these are my protagonists? Question mark? Question mark? Not really. They're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. it. I mean, this looks absolutely horrible with no context. And it is bad, but it's not, like, as bad. That's true. Like them, like shooting the guy's brains out. It's like, oh my god! But then you're like, uh, oh, and then you're like, oh my god! <laughs> Which is why it's so cute. It is. It. It's just ridiculous. Like these so, are the worst fucking guys. Like they're just yes. like so annoying. They're screaming about their first patriot movement. The I said it gives me proud boy vibes for sure. Yes. Oh my god. Good old boys. Uh. It's, he's talking about a mass cleansing, he's, it's very much super ultra, ultra conservative, I don't care if you're a Republican, that's fine, this is like the extreme, extreme, ultra conservative, crazy right wing, I mean like, flat earth or like beyond the moon, like over the top, absolutely insane, they're a cult, it is a it is a cult yeah. where they are, you know, they talk about the filthy America and getting back to purity. And how Detroit, Michigan is a cesspool. And fuck you, Detroit's awesome. 
I like um, Detroit. Yeah. I love Michigan. Yeah. I do too. Um, and he, it just like, the thing that's so scary about listening to him is if you've ever worked downtown in really any major city, um, you'll walk, uh, you know, down a, a street and pass a corner on a random Saturday at two in the afternoon and there's a guy with a megaphone um, calling everyone whores and telling everyone how they're all going to hell and he'll point to you and be like, you are a slut and blah, blah, blah. And you just like, like I love this rhetoric is them masturbators. Too, yes. It is too, the rhetoric is too familiar. You're like, I have heard this before from real fucking people. Oh, 100%. They used to do it I, on campus. Yeah. And just yeah. like. And I, uh, I went to a private college, so we rarely got that. We got those, um, what was that one church that went around? The Westboro Baptist? Yeah, Westboro came to my college, the tiniest little liberal arts college, and we had a field day with them. I skipped three classes to protest against them. Um, may have taken my shirt off. Definitely made out with some girl in the middle of the street. <laughs> I would like to see that footage. It was super gay. <laughs> I liked it. I saw. I liked it, and I wasn't even there. Yeah. Um. It was anyway. <laughs> but it just the, what they what this guy is saying. It just sounds too familiar. They're all you know, and then they shoot their guns off. It just they're wasted. It feels like these people could be like two towns over, maybe even just down the block. One hundred percent, depending on where you live. Yeah. Um, but then we're, we cut to the scene where they're like secure or securing, sorry, surveying this heavily like secured building and we're like kind of left to wonder like, what's that? What's that place? Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're like doing some scouting and it's just very like, oh God, this feels very terroristy. They're, I mean, they're, they're, li- they're white nationalists. That's. A best way to describe like they are homegrown terrorists in the realist sense, but they have a very, very special weapon. And that's the fun fun thing about this skit is let's take the most evil of the evil of real humans. Like, let's take somebody who is downright awful, but someone you could find right down the street or on any corner of any downtown on a Saturday afternoon. Or any campus spewing this shit. Let's take them and let's say they have a weapon of mass destruction. Let's write a short on it. And that's what she did. And that's so fucking cool. Because then on top of that, it's not... They have a weapon of mass destruction. It's not like they got a bomb. It's not like they have anthrax. It's not like they, you know, got a hold of some launch codes. They have a vampire. Their fucking thing is a vampire. Because the next day they go into that same place and they shoot that same guy in the head. And you're like... I, what? I was a little confused at first. I was like, is this guy, like, regenerating? Like, does yeah. he have, like, are they, like, doing... I was like, is there's like no way there. like a time loop? Yeah, I was like, there's yeah. no way there's, they're smart enough to do experiments to, like, bring him back to life or no. clone him. And they they keep talking about sunlight when they're casing that building. They're like, oh, well, the sun hits this time. And they're talking about the abomination detonating. And we're like, what is this thing? What are they using it for? And, um... This is, Jeff did not like this movie, but he liked this scene um, because some militia guy, it's a militia, some, 
guy, some arms dealer comes to sell them like a bunch more guns for their, you know, little thing that they're going to do. And he's like, well, are you sure it's going to work? And then the next day, the leader's guy guy is like, well, we're going to, we're going to test it. And so we see them like (laughs) shoot the guy and then they collect some of the blood and then they, (laughs) okay, so (laughs) then they're in this field and it's almost sunrise and they take this pure white, white as the fucking driven snow bunny. Bunny. The cutest bunny. And they inject it with this thing's blood. And then the sun comes over the trees and they're like, well, we'll wait. And it's this fucking humongous explosion. <laughs> so that bunny gets wrecked. Um, It is the, I mean, like huge, like a they like knocked dynamite. them over, and like all of them had like black faces. Like they, like it's a, like a pack of dynamite. It was insane. The poor bunny. Ooh. Um. Yes. So. Uh. We get. Um. So yes, that's a very funny scene. Uh. But it, she, even more so than some of the others, is putting a lot of, um. Like depth, I think, to her story with. Like, the the things this guy is saying, like, God has given, uh, you know, this weapon to us for our purpose, for our cause. We are the righteous. And, um, you know, it's, she's literally, she's, again, like I'm saying, at fa- face value, if you are blindly, I mean, just like blindly watching this, you are, you can see this as like, oh, you know, it's, it's a, these you can almost root for these guys because they're our protagonist, but she's a hundred percent making fun of this. She is a hundred percent like you're supposed to look at these guys and be like, "You're fucking stupid and ridiculous and batshit balls to the wall crazy." But she's using these words and these phrases that real life people like this use because they will always find a way to. Whatever they find, they can find the worst thing ever, a vampire, a creature that you don't think exists, and they'll they'll say, oh, well, this was sent to me, for me, by God, and whatever I want to do with it is what's right, because God sent it to me, so I'm going to use it for this thing, and I'm right. And there are people who actually think that way about whatever happens in the world, and she's calling these fucking people out. I think it's great. Yeah, me too. I think it's great. It's, it's just got so much more, um, like, social value than I think a lot of other stories. And, yes. like, social commentary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially very, with, like, the state of our, you know. Very topical. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I love Jennifer Reeder. Yes, I think she's amazing. Um, so, yes, uh, anyway, uh, later that night they're celebrating because the next day they're going to do their thing. Bob and some other guy go to fuck with Steve. Yeah. Go to fuck with the vampire for some reason. He called, Bob called Steve a pussy if he didn't like, wouldn't go with him. I wrote, Bob sucks. Bob does suck. Um, so then they go and they're like fucking around with the corpse of the, but he's not dead, kind of dead. I don't know. And he falls on the guy and like his brain juice like gets on him. Into his mouth, and it's it, yeah, so gross. It's so fucking disgusting. And um, so then these alarms start going off. The guys outside are freaking the fuck out. 
Like, who's missing? Who was on duty? What the fuck? Oh my god. And they're calling out. They're like, Steve, Steve, is that you? And they go to, like, the little, like, area where they have the the creature, like, cordoned off. And fucking Steve's head just comes flying out. No, that wasn't Steve's head. Was it Bob's head? They throw someone's head out into the snow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Bob's head. Because then Steve comes running out. Yes. And he's covered in the vampire they're blood. They're like, don't do that, you idiot. You're covered in vampire blood. And, and that's the explodes. only time they you say that, they hear that word. Then yes. he explodes, yeah. He does explode. But that was, I'm pretty sure, Bob's head that they threw. You're right. Because I wrote Steve's head rolled out, and then I also wrote Steve blows up. So I'm dumb. <laughs> Bob's head rolls out, and then Steve explodes. And then one of the dudes gets on a fucking, like, a turret gun and, like, accidentally shoots. Just starts randomly firing and shoots a bunch of people, so then someone shoots him in the head. And I was very confused on that part. Well, it's because these men clearly didn't know how to use these weapons. And he's stupid. He didn't know the power behind it. So he shot like three people. Of their own people. Of their own people. And then that guy shot him in the head. Yeah. So that's pretty much the end of that one. Right? Huh? That's pretty much the end. What else happens? Oh, yeah, you get to finally see the monster, and he's got this, like, the vampire. Yeah. And you get to see his, like, Venus flytrap-looking mouth. It very much reminded me of uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Oh, my God, Um, yeah. One of the best horror movies ever. I absolutely agree. So good. Um, But, yeah, and... (laughs) I like that it it said, uh, Christ won't save you now, and then the man blew them all up. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, so that's the end. I just thought it was important to talk about. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. that was really, the design of, like, the vampire was really cool. Oh, my God, yeah. So cool. I liked it a lot. Um, That's the thing, like, even if you can't, even if you don't like these movies for whatever purpose, a lot of these, other than, like, the video game one, have really cool practical effects. Um. And just really cool effects in general. Like, they're spooky little stories. They're not perfect, but I think they're awesome. I do, too. Uh, But then we get back to, again, our framing device. And it gets to... So two of the cops were these women, and one was this guy, and they, like, tie him up. And they're like, you thought this was a drug raid? No. It's like a fucking... Sex something. We make the videos or snuff films. (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand it. That's the thing. I don't. Maybe that's why Jeff hates this. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the point of these films is never the wraparound device and it's rarely good. Yeah. Even the first one doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, what are they really doing? I think the first one is probably the best wraparound that I've seen, though. Yeah. In the series. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, as far as found footage goes, this is such a solid franchise. Um, I mean, I, it's, 
It's such a cool concept. Like, I absolutely hope they keep making more of these. I do get people like Jennifer Reed and all these other acclaimed directors who will take their take time out of their lives to make these shorts of what I assume are just crazy things that they think of. And have always wanted to do. Yeah, and they, I love giving people like that the opportunity to do that kind of stuff because then, like, yeah, this movie isn't perfect. Yeah, some people might not, you know, it might not be their favorite of the series, but you can't tell me that Ratma isn't amazing. Like, you just, you can't convince me. Sorry. <laughs> you can't convince me that this last one, holy hell, it, or whatever, mm-hmm. isn't super fucking funny. Like, I laughed my ass off. I did, too. It was it was really funny. So, they're just fun. They're just fun horror movies that you can laugh at, have a good time with. Even if you don't want to deep dive into them, you know, you, it's not something that, like... I don't know, the number 23, not a perfect movie, but, like, where you have to, like, figure out every little thing to, like, it's just, just a fun, laid-back fucking, uh, anthology. And we don't get a lot of those, I feel like. I agree, and like I said in the beginning, like, the two subgenres of horror that I've really been into, I mean, the most lately, but, I mean... In general, I also really like they're up there, but found footage and anthologies. Yeah. And I heard rumor that they're making a second trick-or-treat movie, which is something I have been, like, praying for. Because trick-or-treat is Her. easily one of the best anthologies. Oh, my of God. Yeah. all time. Of ever. And it's, it's, it is absolutely an anthology, but it also comes together in the end, which makes it even harder to make that kind of anthology. Because then the whole fucking story, Trick or Treat is honestly the perfect Halloween movie. It really it is. is. And we, uh, this past Halloween, uh, me, you, and Ashley got together. We carved pumpkins. We painted little, uh, I have my little coffin Coffins. right over there. We painted little coffin shelves. And we watched Trick or Treat in the background. And it was so fun. It's just so much fun. Uh, that's Probably a stay tuned, honestly. I think that would be really fucking fun to cover. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, can I wear my little, um... I have, like, the little vampire boy mask. <gasps> yeah. Wrong way. Wrong way. Oh, my God. That's so fucked up. <coughs> so that, I shouldn't wear it? No, you should absolutely wear it. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you Can't have to do. do that a few times. Throughout. Wrong way. Wrong way. Wrong way. <laughs> We need to wear more costumes on this set. Uh, I am so down. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's, I mean, that's the end of that movie. Uh, I, I don't know much more I can say about it other than I like it. Um, first one's probably still my favorite. I apparently really need to go back through the second one. I really like it. Um, yeah. Uh, you don't have the google docs on your phone do you for the schedule i might because i don't really remember what we're doing (laughs) next week but this weekend so either next week or the week after actually i I think it'll be next week then we'll be cocaine bear because we're going to see cocaine bear this weekend um yes so uh next week will be cocaine bear and then the week after that we're gonna do hatching um, I fucking love Hatching. It came out last year. Uh, Katie and I went to go see it and several times just went, Bird Girl! Because um, we love Bird Girl. 
Katie, if you're listening, we love Bird Girl. I have no idea what this it's is. It's so fucking hilarious. Um, it's it's in Finnish, I want to say. Um, it's so good. You're gonna fucking love it. Seriously. Uh, so we're gonna do Cocaine Bear. Um, which will be everyone's hilarious. been talking about it. It looks hilarious. And then on top of it, like Ray Liotta is in it. And it's not a deep fake. Like, it's Ray Liotta. Like, this feels like... I, I didn't know we were getting another movie. You know? Like, we lost him. Like, that's so fucking cool. It's like when The Hunger Games came out after Philip Seymour Hoffman died. And I was like, he's he's on screen. That's so cool. I miss him. Yeah. So, uh, I just think that's cool. So, we're going to cover that. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I don't... No, beyond that, uh, you know, make sure you request if you want anything ever covered, ever. Yes. We will take any request on. Um, although if it really sucks, we may just be like, hey, no. <laughs> but we love you anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, other than that, um, we are going to do an episode on um, internet horror kind of stuff in the future. So if you have anything you want us to discuss, we're going to just... Talk about it in general. Um, but in the meantime, make sure that you follow us on social media. Yes. At uh, Deeper's Creepers on Twitter and Instagram. Um, make sure you subscribe and like the YouTube channel. Like it. Um, and whatever podcast, whatever you listen to, please rate us. Especially if you listen to us on iTunes. Rate us five stars. Um, five stars, Angel. Five stars. Five stars, Angel. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, of course, if you have any requests or anything like that, email us, uh, deeperscreeperspod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, until next time. We love you guys. We love you. Stay Stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye.